I heard about those guys, the paper boys. Gosh, you really don't want to fuck with them. The paper boy, yes, that's crazy. Welcome to No Cap Radio. Sit back, pour yourself a drink, and then enjoy this moment brought to you by the Paperboy Club. Let's rise and shine. Hello. Hello, Congeria. How are you doing? Hello, what's up? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm very happy today because we have uh, Marcus Manson here with us. Hi, Marcus. Hi, man. What's up? Thank doing? you. Thank you very, very much for being here. So, Marcus, you are a very well-known member of the Genuine Undead community, but you are, first of all, an artist. And let's talk about your artistic career in Web3. When did you start drawing and what were your favorite subjects back then? Okay, so, first of all, my name is Marcus. I'm a professional illustrator from Indonesia. And I started drawing ever since I was a kid. I can remember really like maybe four or five years or maybe less. So yeah, from since I'm very little and my families and friends always encourage me to draw more and more and they always say I'm doing a good job and everything. So I keep doing it. <laughs> I keep drawing and drawing and eventually I also start making some comics when I was a kid. But yeah, just like simple ones and amateur ones but they really admire how i draw and do comics and after that i was very heavily influenced by western comics marvels and some european comics like asterix and obelix lucky luke and etc and of course i was very influenced by manga the japanese comics like dragon ball Raimon, Acer Boy, and many others. So, yeah, you have lots of inspiration from Japanese comics to European comics. Did you uh, learn how to draw by yourself or did you took uh, lessons when you were a kid? I mostly just copy the comics and the pictures I saw and learning by myself. So, I used to go to some drawing lessons, but with only a little time and not very significant for my progress. But yeah, the most important learning I did from the comics, I just copy and draw them. You have a very dark and a colorful style. How did you develop your style? It uh, reminded me a little about, you know, the old school artworks from the heavy metal bands back in the days, uh, bands like uh, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it something that inspired you in your yeah. style? Uh, yeah, you can see it really from my style. That Because back then when I was reaching teenage years, I began to know rock music, such as bands like Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Ugly Kid Joe, and many others. So one of the things that really interested me as a kid was the band's album covers because the illustrations are really awesome and the really dark and everything. So yeah, as a teenager, I often go to the record store. I could stare at looking at those album covers for hours with my friends. So yeah, although I don't really know the music and the band, I tend to get interested by the illustration and the band logos. That's awesome, because I used to listen to all those bands. You were more interested by the drawings on the album cover? 
<laughs> the music or both maybe. Yeah, both actually. Yeah. Eventually, I was really hooked by metal and more darker and heavier music. And after that, I tried to copy some of the drawings on my own style and doing on pen on papers with only pencils, maybe sometimes with colored pencils. And as a student at school, I always draw on my school books. Like I have many school books that are <laughs> filled with my drawings and everything. And yeah, mostly the themes are dark metal, many illustrations like calls, spikes, zombies, and dark objects. Yes, there are indeed uh, lots of uh, skulls in your work. At this point, I'd like to invite the listeners to go look at your social. You have uh, an Instagram uh, profile. Yeah, yeah. Mostly my social medias and portfolio websites are named by my main artist name, the Marcus Manson. So yeah, you can check my Instagram, my Behance, my Twitter. They're all named the same, Marcus Manson. Okay, so it's Marcus Manson on Instagram. Uh, people can very easily uh, find your Instagram profile. Also, we will add on the description all your socials. Yeah, awesome. Ooh, and what were your major uh, artistic inspiration? Uh, do you have some also as well, some uh, artists who inspired you? Mm, yeah. There are a lot of artists that inspire me, mostly the dark, dark themed illustrators. To name a few, Brendan Hart, Gut Machine, Dan Mumford, Nicola Nimar, Felix Laplane, and many more that I cannot list. The list goes on and on. But mostly I was really attracted by their contrast with the objects that they want to show. They really did a good job by combining the colors and the highlights and everything. So. I learned a lot from them, so yeah, that's how I developed my style with the colors and the bright contrasts to make the main object more pop up and make the viewer can focus on the main object. So you were also a tattoo artist. Do you still tattoo? For now, I don't really do tattoos anymore, but I've been not doing it since the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, oh yes, of course. How did you uh, venture into this career? How do people can uh, become tattoo artists? And how did you incorporate uh, elements of your artistic style in tattoos? Because I think, but I may be wrong, tattooing technique is uh, very different than uh, drawing with uh, pencils or... Uh... Yeah, 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 that's correct. Tattooing is like a whole new world. It's also drawing, but the technique and the approach is really different than the usual drawing tools like pencils or brushes. But the basic is still the same. If you want to tattoo, so definitely you have to be able to draw. You have to have the drawing skill and everything and the basics. So at the first, I was attracted to tattooing because as I was said before, I really love metal bands and the band members always show their tattoos and everything. So yeah, having tattoos always been a dream of, of mine since I was young. But I came from a Catholic family and in my part of the world, in my country, at that time the tattoo is still very taboo. So also it will hold my career as I was growing up or it can get me exiled from the society. So. Yeah, but until I was 25, finally I get the courage to get my first tattoo. And it doesn't stop from ever since, so I almost cover all my body with tattoos and there's no turning back. <laughs> but yeah, after that, so I 
really got hooked and loving tattoos more than ever. So until one day, a friend of mine came and offered to teach me how to tattoo. So yeah, without any hesitation, I took the chance and started learning and really fall in love with tattooing. While tattooing, I feel peace and really happy and feels like where I belong. The huge satisfaction comes when I finish a piece and I look back and when the customer is satisfied, it really pleases me. So yeah, I've been tattooing and but for now I have stopped. But I'm looking back to tattoos in the future. I'm absolutely sure that the customers are satisfied by, because your um, tattoo style is is very detailed and uh, accurate and uh, they are mind-blowing. You are a very, very good tattoo artist. How long has it been to learn how to tattoo? I mean, from the time your friend offered you to teach you to yeah. the time you did the first tattoo on a customer, how long has it been? Okay, so because I already got the basics of drawings, right? So it benefits me. If you have the yes. skill of drawing, so yeah, you can learn tattoos much more faster. So I think maybe around two months I can start to tattoo. But yeah, still learning and... I can say around a year, I think, get a hold of it, doing it properly and everything, and a decent job at tattoo. Yeah, I think it took me one year. Yes, so even for someone who knows very well how to draw, it's still a question of perseverance to get into the tattoo universe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, tattoo is really needs perfection and really need your to really big energy and time to learn and to do tattoos. Yeah, it doesn't look easy as it looks, but it's really complicated and I have many things to learn to tattoo. You live in Indonesia, Jakarta, right? A very strong artistic culture in uh, Indonesia. I was amazed uh, when I was a kid to see uh, some Indonesian art. Does the Indonesian art inspire you in any way for your work? Yeah, yeah, of course. Man. People here love to draw and there is a huge culture and traditional from the heritage of our ancestors and everything. Yeah, heavily influenced by the arts and crafts that I saw every day. So that uh, affect my drawing skill and observation, you know. Your artwork, it's very intricate details. Yeah. Can you explain how you approach creating such complex composition? For example, use some uh, technology tool in your work. Lots of uh, drawers now uh, use some kind of computers or iPad and not anymore uh, just a piece of paper and a pencil. How do you draw? Are you using some those kind of tools? I mean, for someone who wants to start to learn how to draw, what kind of uh, tips or advice using some tools can you provide? Okay, for now I draw using iPad Pro and everything I draw is currently all digital. Uh, but for a beginner who wants to learn, I highly recommend to draw from the pencil on paper and doing everything manually. After that, maybe you can jump to digital. I mean, because all the hand feeling and gestures and your hand flows, it really need to learn by doing it manually on paper and not digital. Because I can draw digital right now because I used to learn manually before. So you have to learn manual and then you go to digital to 
improve your skills because if you just jump drawing straight digital like on iPad, it doesn't have the touch, the nice feel. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Okay. You have to go step by step uh, without yeah. Uh, yeah, stepping to, to get the Yeah, to get the best result. Yeah, you have to start from the paper. You have on your Instagram profile uh, lots of uh, mind-blowing drawings. The details are, are absolutely crazy. We can see on your uh, Instagram profile that you um, some of your artworks are uh, displayed on uh, T-shirts also. Yeah. Do you have a yeah. uh, shop for merch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to draw for Ben's merch for years. Yeah, because at first I was doing uh, illustrations for clothing and bands and... That's how I started my career. Drawing seems to be the type uh, of art you were uh, mastering. Have you ever thought of uh, trying different other one, like uh, sculpting or generative art, music or anything? Oh, no, no. I just do drawings and tattoos and, yeah, sculpture. I just learn it for fun, but never really do it professionally. But, yeah, just digital drawing, manual and tattooing. That's all I do. Okay. Maybe we can talk uh, a little uh, about uh, Web3 because you entered Web3. And uh, for this, I will uh, give the mic to Kanjari, who is the, um, our Web3 expert. Okay, cool. Okay. So how did you first learn about the Web3 and NFTs? Yeah. And what was your initial reaction to it? Okay. So I heard NFT for the first time in early 2021. It was when the hype is really kicking off and the bull market is really really high and I was still an outsider at that time. I was really clueless and only hear a little about Web3, but I didn't really jump in. So I didn't really understand why people was paying so much for JPEGs at that time. <laughs> so I just looked from afar, but didn't really know. Until on December 2021, finally, I have more time from my commission works started to slow down and so I started joining in the Web3. I started at the Ethereum space because there are many artist friends of mine that already minting and selling their artworks for a really unbelievable price, you know, at that time. So yeah, I was also intrigued and joining and minting my own collection at that time. But I went in with really small knowledge with all the Web3 is all about. So I just decided to mint and learn along the way. And yeah, luckily enough, I got some sales from my NFTs at that time. But because lack of knowledge and reckless in Web3 at that time, yeah, obviously I got drained. Yeah. I couldn't really know what happened and what did I do at that time, but my wallet got drained and I lost all my ETH. So I stopped doing NFT until March 2022. I got back in the Web3, right? That is right at the start of the bear market. What a timing, right? I know. Yeah. So. It was a very rough time as a starting artist in Web3 at that time. I can hardly make any income from my NFTs, but I keep doing it and keep minting because the more I know about Web3, the more I was amazed and 
I want to make it because I think it can be great in the future and it can give more benefits to the artist. So I just keep hustling and doing artworks and draw. And at that time, I do a lot of art competitions, fan arts, and minting personal artworks in OpenSea and Foundation. And yeah, until one day, I get to know about Genuine Undead. So could you tell us about your NFT collection on OpenSea? And specifically, what were the challenges and highlights of this experience? Okay, yeah, so to answer that question, at first, I started the collection in Foundation. So I make collection of a special theme that I make for the dark theme with the bright colors and mixed with fun objects. I call it the Slayground on Foundation. The Foundation is one of the platform that I really love because the artists and collectors can connect like nothing I've seen before. The appreciation towards the art is really genuine, not only for profits or anything, merely just support and love credit to the artists that they admire. So that is really awesome because I was never really in that kind of space before. So in the open sea, on the other hand, I didn't really make any special collection because I see OpenSea more like trading NFTs and everything. So I didn't really jump into OpenSea before. I only focus on foundation. Okay, yeah, I get that it's not the same thing. And even more with the waving of Blur and the farming bits. Of course, OpenSea and Blur is not a good choice. I get it if you want as an artist to sell your art. That's for sure. At first, so I'm personally not a user of Foundation app, but I wanted to ask you if you had to learn anything or it was a smooth process minting oh. your NFTs on the site, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. At first, it really gave me a headache. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really a high-tech guy, so my time to learn about minting and listing, yeah. So luckily, there are many friends that already jumped in, as I said before, right? So they already understand a lot about the process and everything. So I just keep asking them and they guide me through the whole process. Yeah, they help me a lot with minting process. Of course, like starting in NFTs is a bit of like a struggle. It could be a bit of a struggle learning how yeah. to does the wallet work. That's for sure. I'm glad you find everything out because today you have everything you need in order to yeah. share your art. It's easy and until we understand the basics. It's actually really simple, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. To be honest, personally, also struggled a lot when I started everything in NFTs. Uh -huh. So I want to know more about how did this transition from the Web 2 to the Web 3 did impact your artistic approach and career in general? Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, the Web 3 is kind of the same in some ways but also unique in some ways very different than the before web 3 art world so they impacted my artistic approach in many ways the fact that some art can be very objective have a deep meaning behind it then what you can only see in the surface it was the utility or the background story behind the art or the purpose of the art and everything is combined and everything was part of the art so it's not just like the visual thing it has a story and everything so before i only look 
at the visual, but there's just so much more aspects other than that that can elevate the artwork to a whole new level and new experience for the viewers and the collectors. So yeah, that's the thing that I learned and I also need to study much about the Web3 art. Alright, so yeah, I think that it might be because of how you communicated with other artists. You learn to learn about them. You learn to learn about how they're telling the story, how they're bringing up their art, how they're sharing everything. That's yeah. a whole another dimension than just the art, just something else. Other than the story and everything, there's also the like the burn technology and airdrops and everything. That was not a thing before Web3, you know? So, yeah, this is some of the few things that I can name. You can burn one art to get a new art and everything. Yeah, that's really new for me. Yeah, for sure. Our new ways to express yourself as an right. artist as well. Doing a burn or something else is something you couldn't even imagine in Web2, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's more of a personal question. I'm mm -hmm. curious about your profession as an artist, of course. So uh -huh. I wanted to ask you if you were able to live from your art today. Yeah, fortunate enough for me, doing art has always been the one that provides food on my table for me and my little family. I've been doing this for years, since 2009. And yeah, since then, I'm used to the fact that there are ups and downs in my career. So as an artist, I always try to be more wiser about my financial and my consumption and everything and my spendings. But the most important thing that I learned along the way is I have to keep hustling, giving my best, never surrendered condition. There are always been times when everything is not very good. I mean, like other than the bear market, maybe also I can have less customers or clients. And sometimes I can never always control them. So yeah, I have to keep hustling and never stop creating and always burning my creativity and keep my creativity brain running and never stop. So this bear market obviously gave me a hard time indeed, a very hard time. But luckily, I still have the families and friends that keep supporting me at everything that I do, which I'm very grateful of. That's the one thing that keeps me going these hard times. Speaking of hard times, of course, in the NFT and crypto space, we have the bear market and the bull market. And yeah. how did the bear market affect your sales and your work as well? Like, did you get less visibility in the bear market? Yeah, it's inevitable. I mean, people will worry more about their bags and everything. So, yeah, I cannot blame them. Not really putting more attention on the artists, I mean, but there are still many collectors that are still supportive. So, yeah, it does affect me having down, having bad moods and worrying about these times. But for those kind of collectors, I have to keep going and also showing my gratitude to them. So, yeah, although it's hard time, but I never stop creating for me and never stop hustling. All right, well, to be honest, I wanted to say good luck. It's very hard to just keep building every time, but yeah. seeing people leaving and joining the space again, okay, you have your usual collectors or fans, if I can use other people are like coming and leaving the, the NFT space, and that's just how things work. So, yeah, that's another whole 
let's talk about the place of an artist in the Web3, mm -hmm. according to you. So we have a lot of questions with Oz, like I will ask some, he will ask some, and uh, maybe you want to start Oz, but we're curious about your vision as a whole for an artist in general in the NFT space in the Web3. So uh, yeah, Oz will start asking questions if he wants. Yes, I have a, a lot of questions uh, about this because your past is uh, absolutely amazing. I've been amazed about Foundation because in Web3, most of the communication uh, is made on uh, Twitter, yeah. when in Web2, most of the communication seemed to be made on uh, Instagram. What kind of advice would you give to an artist who want to enter Web3? Because I know some artists in real life, yeah. and some of them said to me, okay, there is a lot of money to make in Web3. It's not that easy. What kind of advice would you give to an artist who want to enter Web3 and start an NFT collection? Yeah, that's right. That's what you said. Web3 is really different because almost everything is done in Twitter, you know, so the communication and feedbacks and everything. So yeah, Twitter is the life of Web3. I mean, if you want to jump to Web3, you have to really be active in Twitter. That's the most essential thing, I think. So other than just posting your artwork, maybe you can create masterpiece and a very, very amazing artwork. But if you have no audience and if you have no viewers in Web3, that just will just go to waste. I mean, like, you still have to get traffics and interactions with the crowds and the collectors and everyone in Web3. So, yeah, I think communication is number two after the art. So, yeah, you have to make really good interactions with the others. Okay. Yeah. I'll take step back just a minute on the foundation. So, we have a lot of tools and of uh, platform to share art in uh, Web3. We get OpenSea, you can share it up about Blur. But there is this one foundation that you use. You have some amazing piece on foundation. I've been amazed on uh, Twitter to see lots of our artists from foundation Mm -hmm. coming together like in Twitter space. Is Foundation more a community or just platform to display art? Yeah, okay. So to be honest, in my opinion, the Foundation is not really a community, it's just a platform. So the community is still made by the artists themselves. It wasn't really built by the Foundation. So you have to be active and go in Twitter and see everyone there. You have um, a successful Web2 career and also a tattoo career. Would you mm. consider yourself more of a Web2 or Web3 artist now, those days, or maybe both? Did you oh. fully okay. embrace Web3 to become a, an NFT artist? Yeah, for now, I think yeah, I can call myself a Web3 artist because from what I experienced when I jumped to Web3, my web to world is kind of left behind. I mean, like, I cannot concentrate on both. So, yeah, when I decide to focus on Web3, I kind of losing more and more touch with my Web2 clients and artists. So, yeah, for now, I think almost a full Web3 artist. We are very early on Web3. You are an OG on Web3. 
you are there uh, since a, lo a long time now. They are a metal band who recently come into Web3 to start a collection. You may know this band, it's uh, Megadeth, actually. And we told at the beginning that artworks are very important in the heavy metal culture. Yeah. Do you think if some uh, metal bands or uh, want to come into Web3, they will need, I think, some uh, experts to guide them and uh, advise them? Do you think you may uh, have this kind of role in the future, like an advisor for artists to help them into their past, into their Web3? Yeah, I think all the bands, I mean, like not just metal, the music artists can do some awesome stuff with the blockchain technology. I mean, they use it effectively. I mean, there are some technologies that can benefit with their interaction with the fans and everything, you know. But I've seen some bands and artists also has done the NFTs, but they're not done really very good. So they didn't really succeed in Web3. But maybe in the future, they can develop better systems or better team that can handle this. So yeah, I think I can see myself in the future if I have the option to do that. Because indeed, uh, it may be a matter of communication. The communication in Web3 is uh, way different than communication in Web2. But there is no more catchment areas in Web3. When you display an NFT collection or mm -hmm. put it to sell on OpenSea or whatever, it's not like a gallery. I mean, you have access to customers worldwide. Is it something that uh, may help? Do you think Web3 has an important role to play in art in the future? Yeah, I think it's still early. So the technologies we see today may be just like the surface of the, maybe just the tip of the iceberg. So I think there's so many innovations that can be done in the future with the blockchain technology. We never imagined that we could give royalties from the second or third sales from the artwork world, right? So in the future, I... I expect more and more patients from the Web3 that can benefit the artists. Yeah, we were talking about galleries, we were talking about marketplaces. I have one question in mind, and yeah. I wanted to ask your thoughts on yeah. the big art institutions in the Web3. Sotheby's, Super Rare, I don't have any any other one in mind, but yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. biggest two. The tops, yeah. And for you, as an artist, is it like the ultimate goal for an artist to be featured with it? Oh yeah, for sure. It's still the ultimate goal, undoubtedly. Yeah, so if you are talking about the achievement in the art world, there's still the peak of the mountain that people are striving to reach for. So getting on them will definitely get the spotlight and opens many new doors of opportunity. Because the thing that people look up for and as like the top of everything. So yeah, I think that's the ultimate goal. Okay, but the thing with these big institutions is like it's instoring some kind of competition between the artists because yeah. whenever there are tweets from them on Twitter, like Southbeast tweets something, for example, an art competition or anything like that, of course, there will be some competition for sure. Artists yeah. will try to like boost them themselves uh, more than others. So it's changing a bit the Web3 mindset that we have in the artist community, I guess. Yeah. And Superior is something else because it's more open-minded, I think. And it's up to the community to choose which artists will be featured or not, Yeah. if I remember well. Do you use Super Rare? No, I haven't got an invitation because they are invitation only, the Super Rare. Okay, that's the thing. It's 
a bit private and for you is it a good thing like to give up you're not really giving up but kind of give up this family spirit in the web3 for in order to join an, an institution is it a trade you're willing to take oh, oh that's kind of a hard question <laughs> yeah i can imagine i mean i don't want to sacrifice it even if I can make it to the to those platforms. It doesn't really guarantee the success, great opportunity. I mean, like we can still make a lot of opportunity that we can create ourselves outside of them. I mean, the sea of the web three is really vast and really wide, and I think it's really endless. I mean, from the projects thousands of projects and millions of people that are here every day. I think the two platforms, the Sardis and SuperRare, is not the only thing that can make us succeed. Yeah, still have many opportunities outside of them too. Yes, sure is. Of course, so you have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, there will be more. It's just the beginning in Web3. We will see more of big institutions coming in. Something else as well, something maybe community-centered. Who knows? Of course, we still have time. We yeah. still have a lot of things to do. And I well, have to ask you, and I'm curious about your thoughts on ordinals. Specifically because we talked about new ways to express your art with the burn system, for example. In ordinals, you have similar things. I'm thinking recursive. So recursive, it's pretty much like you have an NF, a picture that you will split up into small bits of it. You're separating, you're literally splitting your picture into a thousand of them. Every single one of them is a fraction of it. So yeah, yeah. not really recursive. You could do it with recursive system is something else. My bad. I'm just curious about your thoughts on originals. Do you see yourself trying your NFTs on Bitcoin, for example? For now, I don't think so because I'm not really familiar with the platform and the community, but I've tried to jump in ordinals before, maybe two months ago, I can remember. But yeah, it has to learn more. It's not just a different blockchain. I mean, there are some differences inside and the others. So for now, I don't really know what's inside ordinals and Bitcoin, so I can't really answer, but yeah. I can't really see myself in those blockchain for now. Okay, well, sure. And that's normal since Ordinals is new and yeah. you don't have a lot of infrastructures to do your thing. Like you don't have a foundation app, but on Bitcoin, it's another blockchain. It's working way differently than Ethereum or yeah. Solana, for example. It's way different. So yeah. yeah. I cannot help but understand your choice and that's pretty normal. So we will now talk about the future in the Web3, like how do you see the future of Web3? So since your energy and you've been here since a little while, do you see the Web3 and the NFT space, the NFTs as a whole, as a passing trend? Or is it for you like a true revolution, specifically in the art world? Oh yeah, it's a really revolutionary things and many innovation and new stuffs happen. So I really have my faith in Web3 at the moment. So. I can imagine many stuffs that are haven't been revealed, implemented at the moment. So I think there's so many things to expect from the Web3 in the future, man. Well, for sure, you still have a lot of things to do, yeah. specifically in the art world, but uh, in everything else. Blockchain yeah. as a whole is an incredible technology, that's for sure. Yeah. And 
If you had to think challenges, what mm. challenges do you think the Web3 and NFT industry will face as it continues to grow? Because we're alternating between the bear market and bull market. We also have the raising of um, interest rates in America, of course. So yeah. do you think the Web3 will face problems in the future? I think one of the things that I can think of for the Web3 is I think they have to think of a way to make it easier for people to jump in. I mean, how we talked before, at the first time we jump in Web3, we have to learn a lot of things and make a lot of mistakes because these stuffs are new uh, for us that really familiar with the developers and the IT thing. So maybe they, it will be so much better if they can make it much simpler and user-friendly for the... Maybe like the kids can also make a wallet as easy as making an Instagram account and everything. And yeah, maybe they can make it much simpler for the blockchain, explaining it more easily for the outsider of the Web3. Until then, I can see a lot of people will swarming into Web3. Well, that's a really good point. I mean, of course, you still have people swarming into the Web3, but you also have a lot of people leaving. And that's yeah. the whole point. You have to make it accessible, and you're totally right about it. If the Web3 continues to grow, and we don't find any solutions to learning everything easier, yeah. of course, it will be a great one. And uh, thanks for that challenge, because I didn't think about it at all, to be honest. So <laughs> I really liked your answer. And last but not least, would you stay a Web3 artist in the future? Or you would, would you want to try something new? Because you said it earlier, it's a hustle. You have to work, think of new ways to share your art, new yeah. ways to communicate. And would you see yourself doing this long term? Or would you maybe want to try something else? I don't know, it could be something that doesn't have any art in it. I don't know, maybe training, maybe, I don't know, in Web3 or Web2. I always like to learn something new. I mean, like, I learned to draw and start tattooing, you know, so if I can learn something new that I I love for a long time, I will definitely do it. This web treating, yeah, because I have a feeling that I will love it for a long time, so I jump in. So if there is anything new that I can relate myself or I can get my heart into it, I think, yeah, I will jump into it too. But... I think there are still so many things to learn in this Web3 at the moment. So every day I keep learning a new thing or two or many things. So yeah, maybe I can still see myself in this Web3 for years from now. Because as I said before, I love how the community of the and the relationships of the artists and the collectors and there is something with this Web3 that can bring the spirit of the artist that becomes more solid and becomes more friendly each other, you know. I can definitely say the difference between the Web3 and Web2 artists. They are so much more easy to get in touch and easy to get feedbacks or maybe doing some collabs on everything. Yeah, because maybe because this is like a new world, so there's some spirit, like some new adventure type thing, maybe. So, yeah, Web3 like is so, very fun. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're staying the Web3 for sure. You made yourself clear about it. And that's pretty cool, to be honest. If you're, you're not even afraid of not struggling, but you're not afraid to learn new things, and that's a very good thing. 
And mm. of course, that's how Web3 works, to be honest. You still have new technologies, new ways to incorporate things to your work, everything like yeah. that. You still have to learn every day. So that's a very interesting answer. We have a last part, and I will let us ask it because I'm a part of the genuine undead community for sure, but I know way less, way less about it than him. <laughs> He's an expert about the GUs. So okay. <laughs> I let him handle that. Okay, so of course, indeed, Marcus, you're a preeminent member of the genuine undead community. Everybody in the community uh, know, knows you. Early collector of the genuine undead. You heard about this collection. What attracted you in this collection? Yeah, the first time I hear about genuine undead is, I think, yeah, after the sold out of the collection, I saw posts in my timeline, in my Twitter, and some friends of mine also bought it. So I was really curious at first, what is this collection? How come they suddenly become trending and keep popping in my timeline? So yeah, I just keep asking around and made my first fan art eventually. It was on August, yeah. You draw lots of uh, skulls in your art, and it's something that is very present in the Genuine Undead collection. Did Genuine Undead inspire you somewhat? Because I see on the um, Instagram, on your stories, that you have um, a Genuine Undead section, and you draw Lou, for example. You have a legendary, just let me check. It's a power with an animation. Is genuine undead something that inspire you for your art? Yeah, obviously, man. First, like we have talked before, I really love to draw metal bands theme, like the dark and the skulls and everything. So seeing genuine undead, the skulls and zombies and everything. So yeah. I just fall in love at the first time, so I have to make some fine arts of them, and it really inspired me. And That's absolutely crazy. You get a neon, you get a PW cap also on your stories with this purple face, very, very detailed. Yeah. It has a tattoo under his eyes. I really invite people to go check your Instagram profile because it's absolutely mind-blowing. Would we call this fan art? Were there the only fan arts you drew for Genuine Undead or something you did um, after the collection launch? Because I see your stories, 39 weeks old, so Genuine Undead was... Uh, already released at this time is something that still inspire you for your work by the way what are your favorite traits on uh, this collection do you prefer the cyberpunks or the classic ones the loose you get a loo as a twitter uh, pfp yeah yeah so talking about traits oh we can talk about this all night long <laughs> so my favorite traits are yeah obviously the loo yeah because i don't know i just fall in love loose from the first time i saw them yeah and you know how i actually get, couldn't afford a loo at that time but because i really wanted so bad and yeah i made a collection that i draw a loo every single day and finally some community member suggested me to mint it and list it for some it and uh, yeah i think i thought at that time that's quite a nice idea so maybe from minting it and selling it i could collect the fund to get myself a loo eventually that what happened last at the January of this year, so finally I get the loo 
and they just look bad as I mean like the red face and they really dark but also bright at the same time I mean like make the contrast with the other traits like the hairs and the clothes so the look make it every trait look much more awesome I mean and other than Lou, my favorite traits is also the horns. I just really love how they look very devil and demon. So there's no need really explanation of them. They just look very cool. It's very interesting because you talk about the Lou and the horns. These traits gives um, beautiful and intense colors to the artwork. Colors are something uh, that seems to be very important in your work as well. Yeah. Would you, let's assume that some listeners uh, don't know much about uh, Genuine Undead. How would you describe the community and uh, how it works? And uh, how do you yourself feel in the, um, in this community? Because Genuine Undead has a strong community and a very active one. Yeah. As far as I know, one of the most active Discord. Yeah, from the my point of view of this community is like nothing I've seen before. I mean, like I've also jumped in other communities before this union and that, but I think the connection and the chemistry between the members is really something that I couldn't find anywhere. <laughs> maybe because they didn't have real founder. Maybe also affect this. Maybe also because there's no real team from the first that this project has so that's what make the community members are solid and backing up each other so it feels more like family than just a community i mean like i don't know mostly of their faces but from their username and their pfps popping on the discord or twitter it's already enough to make me feel the connection With them. We have uh, some other artists in the Genuine Dead community. Are there some uh, artists within the community you would like to collaborate with? Are you working on a specific collection? What are your plans uh, for the future in, uh, in Web3? Or both in Web3 and Web2? Collaboration thing is really a nice thing to make a good connection with the, art, the other artists and make our presence more known to the Web3 world. I love to do collabs with other artists because uh, we can communicate and we can get to know each other better and also we can fire up our creativity and boost our moods to draw. So yeah, I did a lot of collabs in the past and always want to do more and there are some artists that I want to collab with. Koso, you know, Koso, the, he has very unique and distinctive art style. So. I think it will be interesting to collab work with him and really curious with how it all turn out. And yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I tend to like to collab with the artist that has the different style that very different style than me. So I can expect something really new and fresh that will come up from our collabs, you know. Yeah, the the one I can think of is Koso and maybe I really love Project projects art and we're curious with how we'll turn out with our collapse. So thanks Marcus for coming. Thanks yeah. for answering everything we asked. That was a shit ton of questions and you <laughs> answered to everything. And thank you. Thanks a lot. 
that was really cool. We learned a lot from you. And come again as uh, anytime if you want to say new things, if you want more questions, don't worry, ask and you shall receive. That's what we say. Yeah, thanks for coming and uh, thanks us for asking questions as well. Thank you very much, uh, Marcus, for coming. And uh, for the audience, yeah. uh, please go check out um, Marcus Manson Instagram profile, uh, BN's profile, Foundation, OpenSea. Go to see his Twitter, Marcus Manson. You cannot miss Marcus because uh, he has a very beautiful view uh, as a BFE. Thank you so much for your time, Marcus, and uh, for being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's my pleasure and it's an honor to talk to you guys about this whole web treating and genuine undead experience and yeah it's so much fun and really appreciate what you guys been doing with the paper boys thank you thank you so much bye bye thanks thanks for checking out this episode of no cap radio brought to you by the paperboy club don't forget to like and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on twitter at no cap radio 576